What's up? Welcome to Rat Sound Review. Today we are joined by Tony Vinci from the band Speaking to Stones. What's up, Tony? Uh, much, man. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, actually, it's about to rain here, so hopefully there's no uh, no thunder in the background. <laughs> Although that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, uh, Speaking to Stones has been around since uh, 2006. Yeah. Um, and you have two albums out and you're about to release a, a third one uh, this year. Um, tell me about how the band got started because it's an international band. It's not you're not all in the same area. Yeah, I actually call it a project, not a band, because uh, well, being in a band is like being married to five yeah, five different guys. And in the internet age, um, you can play with anybody. You can play with folks and get influence from all over the world. To make a long story a little less long, played in a lot of bands. And while I was waiting for my band members to record, I got bored. I was like, "Come on, guys, hurry up!" Mm. And so on the side, I just wrote some songs by myself. I had some fun with them, and that became Speaking of Stones. It was this uh, small little side project. And then through Stephen Bauer, who's just uh, an amazing representation person for all music, uh, he hooked me up with uh, Lion Music in Finland. And then so the idea became every CD, I sort of look for an international cast that I think will uh, perform the songs I'm writing best and go from there. So the first CD uh, came out in 2006, self-titled. It's kind of a... Uh, fairly straightforward prog metal CD, not super long songs, not super crazy, but a sort of prog metal feel. Mm. The second CD, which has Mark Zonder uh, from Fate's Warning and Andy Enberg mm. uh, from Section A and Lion's Share and tons of great European bands, uh, has definitely a, a much larger prog metal focus. Uh, and in Human Error, the third one, has Maxi Kernow on vocals and Mike Mulligan on drums. And these are, and I'm getting old, these are younger dudes <laughs> who are killing it in new metal, prog metal, and tons of other, you know, gen sort of genres. And uh, so that sort of influenced uh, the new CD quite a bit. Yeah. Now, how do you get involved with these people? Like, do you, do you know them, like, from their other bands that they're in or, or stuff that they do? How's that happen? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty selfish. I almost look at YouTube, I shouldn't say it like this, almost like a shopping menu. Like, there are so <laughs> many amazing musicians out there. Um, and Mike, oh my God, Mike Malian. If you guys don't know Mike Malian, you should. Um, he's played with Angelo Vivaldi. He has a band called Disperse, another one called Monuments, which is huge, uh, with John Brown on guitar. Did I get his name right? John Brown? I, anyways, look them up. They're amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, so when I was looking for drummers uh, for this new material, I saw him play some, uh, you know, do playthroughs of his uh, stuff in Disperse. And he just plays with such joy and passion and intensity. I was like, man, I actually want to play with this dude. So I had my management send his management an email. Uh, we just go from there. And it's really cool. It's, um, I think that's that's just normal now. I mean, uh, international musicians are so used to getting cold calls. Right, right, right. I just yeah. spilled water all over the place. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, nothing electrical. Nothing's getting the, you're not getting uh, electrical. It did go on some of my guitar equipment, but... That's fine. If you want to clean up before, I can I can pause this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if we just hope you don't get electrocuted. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm actually doing a kind of the same thing because uh, you know I make music as well. So um, I, I was in a band, had a band a couple years ago, and you know it's it's hard to keep a band together. And you know I was obviously broke up, but then I wanted to get into music again. So I'm doing what you're doing. You know, even though my friends are only about an hour away, uh, but you know it's hard to get into everybody into a room to work yeah. on stuff and forget about paying for a studio nowadays. It's just like ridiculous. And I was just having this conversation, like uh, for the bands who get to do that, that's amazing. Right. I can't imagine the stress of going into a high, you know, quality studio again, paying what has to be paid, you know, 
to get right. that done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do you do you like to work with musicians, like you know, hands on, or do you like this process better? I miss a band, to be honest. I miss. I mean, probably like everybody, we spent 20, 30, 40 hours a week as teenagers in the 1920s writing music with people. And that's, uh, I think, probably the best times of my life, uh, being in the rooms with those guys who I simultaneously want to hug and kill, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, you know, the world is what it is. And, and you know, um, I have a full-time gig outside of music and everything. So um, I've learned to love writing by myself. And I'm a control freak. So being able to just obsess over things, I'm not going to tell you what I obsess over because it's kind of embarrassing stuff that no one will ever hear and never care about except me. Um, so I, the, my OCD-ness, uh, I think, lends itself well to sitting here in front of a computer with a couple of guitars and, you know, some synths and drum programming uh, software. And I just get to go nuts. And that's, it's cool. It's just a different animal. Yeah. Now, do you let you, the other musicians today uh, get to contribute to the stuff that you write, or how, or is it like strictly what you want them it's to do, or how does that work? Um, I love collaborating, and it's different with everybody. Uh, with Mark Zonder on the second CD, Elements, you know, he was one of my childhood heroes, um, mm -hmm. and so when he was doing it, I was very hands off. I was like, dude, you do whatever you want. You want me to rewrite the songs? You want me to change things around? I'll do whatever to fit what you want. Um, and that works well with Andy Enberg, uh, the singer of the second CD. Um, he didn't have his, he wrote all the lyrics. Uh, him and a guy, his partner, Connie, professional partner, Connie, um, wrote all the lyrics and did all the vocal melodies. And we talked later. He's like, oh, man, I wish that part would have been longer. And I was like, dude, why don't you just tell me? It would take me five minutes to extend that part. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't want to step on any toes. And I was like, I don't have any toes. Chop up, chop the feet off. I don't care. <laughs> like, I've always said this, man, you know, Get your feelings out of the music biz when you're writing songs. Like, right, right. you know what I mean? In terms of uh, write a thousand parts, deny nine, 900 of them, and use what's left. I mean, but anyways, in the new CD, um, Maxi Kernow, the vocalist, I love this dude. I just think he has a, a project called STEM that's amazing. And he does a lot of his own recording. He plays guitar, sings. He does videography. So look up oh, wow. Maxi Kernow on YouTube. You'll be blown away. Um, I don't want to tell the story, but he has an awesome story behind his music and where he's coming from. And he, it, was a, it was just a joy to work with him because I would send him lyrics and I would send him melody ideas and I would send him the tracks. And he would come back with, he would take my lyrics as a starting point and just rip them all apart and like reorganize them in beautiful ways. And he'd write melodies and I'd be like, wait, 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 hold on. I'm going to rewrite the entire song based on what you just did. And I'll be sending it back to you in a couple of days. So I think collaboration is, is just joyful, man. It's awesome. Yeah, I do too. Because actually the new band I'm doing now, we're pretty much doing that. Somebody will come up with the idea. I'll do whatever I want on my drums. Somebody will do whatever they want on the bass. And I, it makes the song more organic and more unique. You know? It definitely, if you're anything like me, you like, I like what I write. And then it feels dead until someone else has an idea to add to it. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. There's just, there's just, life they bring that it's awesome yeah yeah because I, I back in the day my i used to work with my cousin a little bit and he would write the songs and he would want things specifically done the way he did them <laughs> and i you know sometimes i can't play like you know what he oh. uh has so i feel like you know either you know i'm not that good of a drummer so you know i gotta do what i can do you know what i'm saying and i gotta put me into the songs oh absolutely and that's i know a lot of people get really pissed about that they're like right, oh, I right. play this i was like well yeah, I know there are dudes out there who are amazing at doing session work like that, and they mm -hmm. want to do exactly what 
a musician wants. I'm the opposite, man. If you don't bring your flavor and your flair, then why am I playing with you? Right, exactly. Yeah, and it comes out on on the uh, new album too. I, I do hear a lot of different stuff on here now um i do hear a lot of dream theater like influences and a lot of like fate's warning type stuff so uh, is that like the band you grew up listening to to get into guitar yeah i mean i think i'm like many guitarists from the 80s and 90s by satriani petrucci ingve and then all the crazy metal guitarists alex skolnick and chris poland um when i saw petrucci for the first time it was 1992 it was like five bucks to get in. Dream Theater was playing this tiny little club. And uh, I'll never forget if I could say this. It was me <laughs> and a guy named Elvatore. We were like, I hope I can say this, sorry. We were like the two big shot guitarists from the city, or at least we felt that way, I think. Right. Uh, we were taking a piss, like not together weird or anything. We were just <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. And we heard the beginning of Metropolis Part One play. And we looked at each other. I think we probably pissed all over our boots and we sort of like ran out. Uh, <laughs> And that was, it was just a life-changing moment. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't, a lot of bands are trying to do something new. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. I'm trying to do something, to be honest, Speaking to Stones is, it's trying to time travel. It's trying to go back to 1995, 1996. I, I hear all that. Yes, I hear that year. Yep. And I was like, you know what? That's cool. No one's doing it. I think mm-hmm. retro is awesome. There's no... I mean, there's enough amazing players doing new things. I want to go back to something that I love and cherish. And um, music was so exciting back then. There was a lot of new styles coming in. The the guys who were like the serious metal prog guys, Mm -hmm. we had gotten over our anger about grunge. Right, Right. grunge came out, so it took over the universe for a while. Um, And then we started incorporating those elements. So I kind of think I think the best way to say this: no disrespect to Dream Theater at all. I love. I mean, obviously they influence every other play. I want my music to kind of be a, a, an alternative dimension, a multiverse where Dream Theater didn't write Falling into Infinity mm. and they took a sharp left turn and did something a little different. That I think that's the space my music tends to live in. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you because like you said, I do hear that mid-90s sound in this stuff. And um, yeah, it's it's really great. I, I really do like the album. Thanks. And um, why did it take so long? Because it's 10 years from the other one. So what took so long? <laughs> yeah, great question. Um, I, you know, uh, I'm a I'm a full-time English professor. Uh, okay. I work eight hours a week. I have tons of students that I mentor. I teach tons of classes on everything from 19th century American lit to contemporary fantasy fiction. Oh, wow. uh, I'm also you know, I'm a writer. I have to, I'm always publishing articles and scholarly books. And oh, so really? Okay. There. Yeah, so... Uh, but the thing is, like, I'll write a CD in a few weeks. I mean, I'll right. write an hour of the music, getting other people to play on it, getting it produced, getting the artwork, finding the right. Well, let's face it. I mean, I am insanely lucky. I don't tour. Mm. To make music nowadays, I, I'm not on YouTube 24-7. I'm not on Instagram 24-7. I, I don't do a lot of promotion. The fact that I found record labels to say, you know what, we'll put up some cash. We believe in what you're doing. We want to share this. Mm. That's unbelievable to me. Yeah, it is because you would think that you know record labels not going to sign you unless you're touring and you right. know promoting them too. So right, um, and No Dust and um, Animated and Sand Records have been just unbelievable to work with. And I'm doing my best to promo stuff. Hey, we're doing this right. Right. Yeah. Uh, doing some <laughs> interviews, doing some conversations. Um, but yeah, I think, and I think you would be surprised, maybe not you, Wayne, but 
how people would be surprised how much amazing top-notch music is out there with limited runs with like the small record label is making a comeback oh yeah yeah i love it i think it's awesome i can see just looking behind you you're somebody who clearly loves uh the media a little bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, are you into physical releases or are you more into like the digital stuff now you know, um, we're doing a physical-only release of Inhuman Error for about a month. So from oh, August 5th to September 5th, it's only the CD. And then early September, Spotify and, you know, Apple Music and all that jazz. And I'm doing that in, in ways because I want, you know, and I, again, I, I apologize, everybody, but I'm too old school. I want people to sit down and listen to a CD front to back. Right, listen, right. I'll, don't just listen to a song. Sit down for an hour. Get your friends. Get like this sounds totally old school. Order a fucking pizza. Can I swear? Oops. Yeah, you do whatever you want here. We Order don't fucking care what you do. Do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Order a fucking pizza. Get if you drink, get some beers, whatever you want to do, and just listen to a damn CD front to back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still do it once a week. You know, Satriani just had a new CD come out a couple months ago. Jason Richardson, Luke Holland just put out a CD. I will listen to the whole damn thing at least once a week because it's like. That's how it's it's designed to be listened to that way. And right. it changes your heart, it changes your head, it gives you an opportunity to just fuck off with the world a little bit and go to another universe of sound and feeling. And I actually think, in all honesty, not to get political or whatever, you know, obviously we're a very polarized world right now. People are very pissed about tons of things, rightly so, or maybe not rightly so, depending. Right. Um, I think part of the problem is we don't go to art enough. We, right. we go to each other to, to yell and scream to, to, or we go to our little cults to feel what we want to feel. We don't go to art enough that challenges us, that messes with us, that makes us go somewhere else. Right. Uh, so I wanted to release just a CD, a physical CD. Go order the damn thing, listen to it once a week. And even when the, the CD comes out digitally next month, I hope that people will listen to the whole thing front to back because it's meant to be kind of uh it's not a concept album but it is definitely my last album was um it is kind of meant to be listened to front to back right yeah which you know most cds or albums should be listened to that way you know i i, I missed it, it the digital whole streaming thing kind of ruined me I've, obviously i do still still collect my stuff i still collect records and cds and everything yeah. but it has ruined me because you know it's more convenient yeah. but you know i love collecting the cds i'd love listening to the, i love seeing the artwork you know i love seeing the lyrics and everything so i make sure um i write a little essay on each of my cds to kind of say this is where the cd came from this is what i was thinking and feeling and then the lyrics are in there and I, all the thanks i think that stuff is amazing and it's right. so cool and i bet you anything as cool as spotify is or whatever I'm sick of algorithms choosing my next song for me. I would rather spend some time in your room right there. And I bet you just browsing, I would find the coolest shit. And some would be memories, like, oh my God, I've this in so many years. (laughs) Or who the fuck are these guys? Let me check them out. And I think in books and movies and TV shows and certainly in music, we've lost it, man. Oh yeah, everybody's now very, um, what's the word for it? Uh, uh, Short short term, you know, short term memory, basically, you know? And there's no attention oh, span is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Attention is broken. I, again, I'm I'm a curmudgeon, man. I'm an old school dude in a lot of ways. So don't get me wrong. I'm so grateful for so many technologies. The fact that we get to do this, you know, cool right. stuff. Yeah. However, do you know what I mean? Like, think about it. When Mozart was alive, there was no such thing as recorded music, of course. And it was always live. Right. That's, that's what music meant. Music meant other human beings performing for you. That's what the word meant. Right. Yeah. 
you didn't take off. If you wanted to go fucking listen to the Magic Flute Opera for Mozart, you didn't go in for 10 minutes in bail. You <laughs> went for four fucking hours. Right. And I, I guess I have the philosophy that would change your life. It'll change your life. Even the boring parts, even the parts that don't speak to you. Sit down, shut the fuck up and listen. Mm-hmm. It will do something good for you. This idea that don't like it, don't like it, don't like it. Give yourself a chance to change. Right. Almost every CD I now love, I hated it the first listen. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This, even when I'm when we do this podcast on our regular show, we do reviews, album reviews. And sometimes we'll pick bands or, or albums that either I really didn't care for when they first came out. And then going back and listening to it, I'm like, I actually like it now. Yeah. You know, it depends on what where you are at that point in time when that album comes out, you know. Yep. And just new experiences that you have, new music that you make or listen to. Um, and so this is sound dumb. I actually miss uh non-cable news shows, just like the nightly news. I hated right. it when I was younger because it was boring and stupid, and I didn't care. I had music to write. Right, right. Now that I'm an old curmudgeon, I kind of miss that. Right. And I feel the same way with music, man. I miss wait, having to wait. I miss the accidents. That's why right. I, um, I, I love doing radio shows now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's so cool. Cause it's like, you have to listen that day. And the, you know what I mean? Like, especially when they're not recorded. Right. Uh, I, I think there's magic to that, man. Yeah, definitely. Because you have to be right there in the moment to hear everything. And, you know, it's not like today where everything is like, you know, everything news comes out and then it's forgotten about in like, you know, 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, and new music comes out. I, I call it the Netflixification. Right. So we'll put on a show and it's like all the rage for six days. Right. And then I forgot I ever watched it. And it's over. Yeah. And I don't want to do that to artists. That's why the artists I love, I will buy everything they do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even matter if I have money or not. I'll just put it on a credit card. Joseph Triani, Steve I, Jason Richardson, Dream Theater. I don't care if I like it or not. I don't question. It's not, oh, do I like it? Then I'll buy it. These fucking artists have given me a life to live. They have allowed so much. I mean, I don't know about you, man. I'm a depressed, angry dude. I was a depressed, angry 10-year-old. I was a depressed, angry 15-year-old. And if I didn't have this music, I don't know what would happen in my life. So I will always pay for their work. Always, always, always. Um, and, And I just... I love listening to stuff and just seeing, it's not about, do I like it? Like Steve Vai just had an album come out a little while ago. Actually, I didn't care for it. I listened to it maybe seven or eight times. Uh, that's cool. I'll listen to it next year. I guarantee you I'm going to love it. Oh, yeah. Right. You know I mean? And I, I guess I'm, I'm. what I'm trying to say is, I wish we weren't so focused on what we think we like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the like button on Facebook is the dumbest thing ever. I don't give a shit if you like it. <laughs> like, um, Things are allowed to exist whether I like them or not. Because right. the thing I'm going to fucking love, I didn't like it first. I think that's true with people. Sometimes people rub me the wrong way. And then they're you know, my best friends later. It's like, you <laughs> challenged, right? By, by music and by each other. But I'm lecturing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But I totally understand you. Because like back when I was younger, I, I didn't like David Bowie and all that stuff. But just the other day, went to a yard sale. And no. I've been a big David Bowie fan. Oh, you know, it's so funny you mentioned Bowie. I'm the same exact way. A lot of that British pop punk stuff, I didn't have time for it. I needed, I needed crazy guitars. I needed, you know, really aggressive uh, music. And then now, my God, I'm like Sting is a superhero. Me, right. like, um, and Bowie's freaking amazing. Uh, so yeah, you get to sort of reappreciate stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, you do. Yep, yep. It's, uh, it's just like a. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so talk to me about the, the new, actually, the artwork. I was looking at the artwork. Um, is that something that you had in mind or somebody just draw that for you? Because it's really cool. You got the exploding moon and, uh, you know, the, the fox is like disappearing and the um, the earth is like a desert island <laughs> or whatever. See, this is what we were saying before, man, the, the cover art. Yeah, this was, um, uh, I was asked by the record label to, to talk to the artist, Stephen, and please forgive me, I don't remember Stephen's last name, but please look him up. It's freaking amazing. Um, and I was able to just sort of write out what I imagined. And I wrote something like, uh, I want a desolate earth. I want ghost trees, not even real trees, ghost trees. And I want the ghost of a fox who is like kind of trying to save the planet and taking the last touches of life and just sending it into the universe. But even that fucks everything up and breaks the moon. Just kind of, uh, and that's what he came up with. It's almost exactly what I had imagined. And I think what, what I'm thinking about is this. I I love people who try to save the world knowing we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if you're going to dig a well in Sudan or try to help someone next to you or just pay for someone's coffee in line, these tiny little things. Um, or, I mean, like I said, I'm a college professor. I think education has failed. We're done. We're polishing the brass Titanic. It's, it's a failed enterprise. I will fucking give it every ounce of my life until I'm dead. Uh, Failing doesn't matter. It's how hard you damn try at it. Like, I would be one of those dudes on a Titanic. Like, oh, we're about to all fucking die, huh? All right. Uh, what do you want to play? Let's play until we're done. And I, I, I kind of have that feeling. So I think the, this, the cover art really embodies that. Um, and I think we don't, not to be too much of a tree hugging hippie, I don't think we pay anywhere near as much attention to the natural world as we should. Right. I think... Uh, and it's not just about, you know, save animals or, or save environment. It's not all saving. It's realizing they're here all the time and they're influencing us and they're speaking to us. And this idea that human beings are the central uh, intelligence on the planet, I kind of think is arrogant and dumb, mm. to be blunt. Uh, I, I'd i much rather go to my, I have a bunch of deer in my backyard. I'll go hang out with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, anyways. Yeah. Actually, I walked out the house this morning and there was two deer and they heard me shut the door and they ran away. <laughs> oh, probably safe for them to run away, right? Yeah. But they're always stepping on my plants, so it's pain in the ass. See, that's the thing, man. They, the deer in this neighborhood, they eat everyone's plants. Uh, yeah. Everyone gets pissed at them for it. Yeah, yeah. they, they eat my, uh, one of the bushes I have, so half of the bush is like all eaten and the top half is all <laughs> pain in the ass. And then they shit all over my, my lawn. Oh, the shit is another problem. Animals <laughs> shit. We need to do some of that stuff. Yeah, we do. Uh, but that's kind of, you know, the uh, the name of the CD, Inhuman Error. I'm trying to play around. I, you know, again, as I get older, I'm realizing almost every... There, there are very few evil people out there. I think people are trying to do what they think is right, what they think is best, but it's always messed up. Mm. So the big problem is to think that you're right. Do you know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, I'm going to try to save your life. I'm probably going to kill you. I'm probably going to screw something up. But at least I'm trying. I'm trying to do it in the way that makes most sense to me. And I think that, I kind of think music is is a, a mistake in a way. Um, none of the, There's not a single song in that CD that sounds the way I want it to. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I wish I could have played that better. I wish I could have done that differently. It's all in sort of an error. And I bet Mozart feels the same way. I know Satriani sometimes feels the same way. And like, that's what music is. It's a way to say, I- I'm going to be vulnerable enough to show you my mistakes. Mm. Here we go. And uh, so I think that to me, that the album is kind of a celebration of the most beautiful damn things we do as people are all done in error. They're all done in some mistake. And let's share that with each other. Let's Let's get rid of this idea that I'm brave if I share my feelings. I, I, I don't like that. It's not bravery. Share your feelings. It's okay. No, we're not, not coming after you. This idea that we've 
become almost paranoid about what everyone else thinks and feels. And don't get me wrong, I know that there are populations of people whose lives are wrecked, wrecked because of what someone says online or how that works. And I guess I'm trying to fight it from the opposite way to say, you're going to be accepted now. You're going to be okay. There are people here to love and people here to celebrate. And here's a bunch of mistakes I just made. And here's me looking like a fool, uh, if you will. Right. Um, join me. Yeah. And I wish a lot of people would feel that way, you know, instead of just attacking everybody for just, you know, saying certain things and stuff like that, you know. You know, here, okay. Oh, obviously, I'm with you. Yes. Mm. I want to be able to critique things. Mm. I want to be able to say, I fucking hate that Steve I see that just came out. I can't believe it. He's doing it. And what I'm really saying, Steve, if you're ever listening, what I'm really saying is I fucking love this guy so much. I love Steve I as a human being. I love him as a musician. And when I'm bitching and moaning about one song, it's actually a love. It's absolute love because how many times did I listen to that song? How much energy and time did I give it? I think we've lost that spirit of I'm going to critique this song or this band or this TV show, but I do it because I love this stuff. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not this is dumb and idiotic and it should have never been made. And the people who made it are evil. And like, Oh my dude, like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know? And that's exactly what we do on this show. You know, we review albums, but we review ones that we like and, and we, you know, bands that we listen to and like that we like to critique. And then when somebody gets mad about that, it's like, you know, get over it. You know, I've listened like Halloween's my favorite band. If you can't tell I'm wearing a shirt. Dude, I was hat. just talking about Halloween. Oh my God. <laughs> Not purposely. I just had to put a hat on. Uh, <laughs> otherwise my bald head reflects in the light. Uh, <laughs> mine is too a little bit. <laughs> Not as bad as mine though. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll say something bad about Halloween, but then somebody get mad or whatever, but you know, that's my favorite band. So I can pretty much say whatever I want, <laughs> you know? I, first of all, I still sing the song Halloween from like what, man, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, right, yeah, late uh, 80s. early 80s. I love yeah. those guys. I know a lot of change, but um, yeah, this is the thing, man, I think. Like, I think there's like one bad review of Speaking Stones that I've read. And it basically says, it's like two out of five stars. It's like, I hate metal. I hate prog music. I was told I have to review this shit. So I'm going to, and I was like, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not mad. Um, but when people do like critique my plane or whatever, like Vince, he takes, he goes nuts in this song and he's, he's just jerking off on guitar. Caught me. <laughs> like, I, I think musicians, we know our foibles. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. you know, pointing out what I do that's not great. Thank you. One, I'll work on it. But two, it's my identity. It's my personality. It, it, it's It does not hurt me. Like, yeah, I'm a professor, man. I talk a lot. Yeah. Uh, Vinci talks too much. Yeah, no shit. You didn't <laughs> tell me anything I didn't know. And I think that that's generous. That's cool. Um, so if I were to, like, critique the, the latest Dream Theater album or something, I'm not hurting none. Right. You know what I mean? And not for anything. If anyone out there is going to review one of my CDs, no matter what you say, fucking thank you. You listen to this shit that I put all this love and hard work into. You listen to it. If you didn't like it, cool. Great. Tell me why. Tell the world why. That's awesome. That's, I don't know. Again, it goes back to who cares what you like. Right. You know? I look at it as publicity. You know, I had a review on one of my albums and the guy didn't like it too much, but then I got like a thousand views on my video. So it worked in my favor. <laughs> you know, it's just all free publicity. That's all it is. Can't nobody can like you can't like everything. And especially that guy who did that review. If he didn't like metal, then what the hell is he reviewing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you're not supposed to like everything. If everybody likes you, something's wrong. It's like you stand for nothing. Right, exactly. I, you should yeah. be pissing people off in some way or another. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, that's how you get people to notice you too. You know, you got to do something that shocks people to make them say, "Oh, what the hell are they doing?" You know. 
Polyphia has made an entire career out of that, right? Like they call themselves the most hated band and well, however you want to define their work now, but they're killer musicians. They've done some of the coolest new music in the last 10 years. Um, and they kind of invite you to talk shit about them. Right. Right. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Those guys are awesome. Is that the, some of the new bands that you're listening to now? I mean, I can't get enough of Jason Richardson, uh, Polyphia, Animals of Leaders. I probably sound like broken record like everyone else. Uh, I think Periphery 3 and Periphery actually, 4. Actually, every time I have somebody on here, I say, what new bands are you into? And half the time, people do not answer because they don't have any new bands that they like. So you're the first person in a long time that's like new really? bands. Yes. Um, I mean, I could keep going, but I'll stop with those for a second. Periphery, man, if we're not listening to Periphery, some, you're broken. I think those guys are, they're funny, they're brilliant, um, they're sweethearts, like as human beings, they really are. Um, and they've written some most beautiful music ever. I think It's Only Smiles is one of the best songs written in the last hundred years. Um, Bolivia, I could listen to them all day. Bolivia, I should say this, Bolivia is my cookie music. Um, <laughs> I brought a clip when I'm making dinner and he just has this great, sometimes it's almost, these grooves they get into are just like fun and amazing. But um, I mentioned Disperse. I could listen to Disperse all day. Monuments is amazing. Um, periphery, obviously. Animals is leaders. They, oh my God. Tobin Tosin Abasi and Javier, oh my God. I mean, those guys, like, what? how can you not be inspired by this shit? Um, and just before I finish, Jason Richardson, I call him a kid. Sorry, Jason, he's probably 30 now, I think. <laughs> he's just so inspiring. I think the music he writes with Blue Collin, I don't know if you listen to this stuff. No, I, haven't, I haven't heard any of these bands that you mentioned besides the Animals as Leaders and Periphery, I know, but oh, dude, I got to give them more of a chance. Yeah. Go to YouTube, check out Jason Richardson. Really? Uh, he's just him and Luke they're amazing but also guys like um, uh, Mateo I'm going to crucify his name I apologize Mateo is, I, uh, I can't remember his last name amazing guitarist Rick Graham uh, YouTube dude oh my god I'm just I'm look as much as I want to go back to old school stuff where you have to find an old school record store and to see who's playing at the bar tonight to sort of listen to new music mm. YouTube's been awesome I mean those guys who use it well um, so I'm always inspired and I, 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 I'm a technical guitar player. I love pushing myself with technique and 10 years ago, I'd listen to something and be like, okay, how do I play that nowadays? I'm, I'm inspired by shit. I'm never going to be able to play. And I, I'm grateful, man. I'm, I'm grateful. As I tell my students, make me a dinosaur, make me obsolete, do shit. That is something I would never be able to do, whether that's in writing or thinking how you live your life. Uh, or what you're doing in music, man, kill it. So no, I'm grateful for all the new music out there. Yeah, good. I'm glad to hear because, like, like I said, a lot of people have a hard time trying to pick a new band, and to me, that's impossible because I'm always trying to find new stuff to listen to. And all those what bands you, you listen to, you, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look them up. What are you listening to? What what new stuff's coming up? That, that... Um, God, I, I listen to so much stuff. Um, it's on my phone here. Let's uh, see. <laughs> yeah, give me some recommendations. Uh, a lot of it's actually not metal. I don't listen to a lot of metal lately for some reason. I'm into a lot of uh, indie rock. I love the the, the bleachers. You know, you've oh. heard of them. Oh, uh, you probably heard of them. Um, remember the band Fun? They were very annoying. They were always on the radio all the time. Uh, that's the guitarist's other band. It's like a, okay. another band he does. But uh, another band called Rascalia. They're like a polka rock metal type band. This <laughs> is. <laughs> we're all parasites so i'm gonna, I'm gonna go up, listen to the bleachers listen to the guys and i bet you anything there's gonna be like a little guitar riff or a drum groove or a vocal melody that i'm like gonna rip off right without even right, knowing right, right. 
So, no, this is great. This is great, man. And uh, what's the other band I've been listening to? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, what the hell? I just had it right here. Where'd it go? Beast in Black. That's like a, a power metal band. But uh, Iotan. I-O-T-U-N-N. I think that's how you spell uh, pronounce it. Iotan. It's like a death metal type... Um, uh not death metal what do you um what do you call that like uh like demu borger what do you call it you know who they are no it's like a street extreme metal type thing but he has like a a, a growly voice and, and like a, a clean vocal type thing going oh, on at the same time so it's really cool it's and it actually it's very progressive so you might actually like it that sounds great i mean i actually love screaming you know in music i i i love hate relationship with it but when me i love too. it me too yeah yeah it's like Again, I go back to periphery, but there's some songs on uh, Inhuman Error where I had asked Maxie, the singer, I was like, hey, can you can you give me this sort of a balls out, you know, scream, uh, rip your throat off for this one? He's like, well, I don't do that stuff too much anymore, but I'll give it a shot. And they're probably my favorite bits of Inhuman Error are these screaming parts that are then, you know, of course, go into some beautiful melody afterwards. Right, right, right. I love that stuff. Yeah, when it's done in the right way. I like it. But if it's like all the time and they don't like go away from that for a minute or two, then it kind of gets like, I haven't done that. You, know? you can't do anything with it. It's, right. it's, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't know, eating rice every day. You want some flavor. <laughs> right. Yeah. I yeah, need some variation in my music. So, you know, I like it when it's a little mixed here and there, when it's at the right parts. Um, anything else you want to talk about with the uh, Inhuman Era? Um, well, one, I just hope people go out, take a look, take a listen to the CD. The first single, uh, Gravity is on YouTube. You can go check it out. It will be out streaming in early September. Um, go check out some of the other CDs if you if you want to, like uh, the self-titled from 2006 and Elements from 2012. Um, and, you know, I guess I, I want to request, if anyone listens to Inhuman Error, listen to the lyrics. Pay attention. Um, I'm pretty proud of them. Uh, I'm pretty proud of what I'm, what we're trying to say with this album. I hope it helps some people. I hope it gives people something a little bit different, a little bit new in the mental world, or maybe something a little bit old. Uh, but old enough that it's new again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're very well thought out lyrics and the music is very well thought out as well. And everybody plays, you know, perfectly. Your guitar playing is excellent. So Thank anybody you. who who enjoys like the progressive and like the groove metal type, I hate to label like, I, genres no, of metal. You got it. That's it. It's, you know, if you like those genres of metal, you know, you'll love uh, speak, speaking to stones. So please oh, definitely go check that out. And where can people go to find you on Facebook? with the website to facebook facebook slash speaking stones all right easy enough and yeah. your link to buy the cd and everything's on there as well mm-hmm. all right very cool you don't have a band camp huh no no um i want the record labels uh so no dust records actually oh, so you're on the record label so yeah it's so really yeah take care of that stuff yeah all right very cool thank you very much tony for coming on the show Thank, first of all, thank you for doing this, Wayne, and thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, no problem. And uh, I hope you have the best of luck with Speaking of Stones and can't wait for another 10 years for the next album. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good night. And everybody, please go to RedSideReview.com, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Rats Eye Review Network. Rats Eye Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show Rats Eye Review with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Rats Eye Review spinoffs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, 
and the King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, The Right Opinion with Harrison Bergeron, Beyond Bushido, a podcast dedicated to pro wrestling and MMA with James Elquist and Eric Adams. No relation to the guy from Manowar or the mayor of New York City. The Vieira Vault with Ralph Vieira. Schmackle a gob! to you too, Ralph. The Timo Toki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Toki. The BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry. Just the Cheese, Please, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam. The Friday Night Party with the great Harry Barnett and Evie. And the Music is Life podcast with Lou Mavs. The Ratsal Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsalReview.com for more info and to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsal Review Network. We're, We're taking over. over.